Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another great edition of True You Character Building. Today, we are going to talk about self-awareness. What does it mean to have self-awareness? What is self-awareness? And how do you work on self-awareness? Here we go. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, everyone. So excited to be back with you here at True You. I know it's been a number of episodes since I've had a chance to do a solo one. I just was bombarded with a number of interviews that I did. I think it was a total of nine or ten that I did in a row there. It was pretty awesome talking to some amazing people. But I really, at this point, I think we're going to take a little break from the interviews I'm going to do some solo episodes because I really feel like there's so many things that have been running through my head from all the conversations, from just living life over the last few weeks that I just sat back just the other week and I was like, you know, I think once we get through this string of interviews, let's take a step back. Let's really focus again on true you like little some solo episodes because there are some things I want to get off my chest for lack of a better term. And really just talk about and dive into with you because I really feel like these things have come up a lot in my life. I'm sure they have been coming up in your lives as well. So let's do a couple solo episodes. Let's start with this one about self-awareness. I'm very excited about it. So as always, we here at Chuyu, we're helping you build the best version of you. Character building as finest. We want you to build your true self. And as always... There is no right or wrong. We are just helping you add to your character toolkit. I also want to give you a couple updates that have been going on. First off, I have officially landed the gig in May. I will be in Savannah, Georgia. The conference is called Emerge 2023. It is going to be a wonderful opportunity to talk about character building. And the presentation that I'm going to be doing is following your own path in life. And I am very excited about it. I have a great presentation put together that I am just very excited to inspire, to influence, and to help others because that's what we're all about here. So that's very exciting. The website is all up to date. So again, if there's anybody out there looking for some speaking or presentation, I would love to come out and do a presentation for you, a speaking event. It would be wonderful. But without further ado, let's get into today's topic, self-awareness. And this is, you know, doing this episode, I've been wanting to do it for a long time. It's been on my list here for a while, and I've been staring at it. And, you know, I thought, okay, we'll wait. We'll get several episodes in. And, and I got to be honest with you, with all the things that have been happening over the last three or four weeks of my life, especially going back to school, being around all the students, you know, now that we're out of the pandemic... I really have felt that this is a very important topic to cover right now as we're coming out of the pandemic, as we're interacting with each other so much more, and we're getting out there and back into our normal life again, which is wonderful, which is great. I want to tell you a story about self-awareness, because I think that the first thing that everyone wonders is like, okay, well, what, what is it? What truly 
is self-awareness. And this has always been a hard topic for me to bring up with my students too. As you know, I've been doing character building for years and years and years in my class. Every time I brought this one up, it was always a struggle to have a conversation with them because I think that this is such a vague term in their lives. It's something that people don't necessarily sit back and think about. So I really think that we need to take the time today to really explain, understand, and know how being aware of this can make us better. So having awareness of self-awareness will make our character better. So like I said, I want to tell you a story to begin with. I remember I was in high school, and at the time, I was playing football. I know, if you know anything about me, I'm not very big. Like, oh, big job of playing football. Yeah, right. But anyway, okay, but I did. I played football. But anyway, I was playing football. And it was, I was done with practice, and my dad came to pick me up. And I got in the car, and I was frustrated about practice. I think I was frustrated with the coach and with my playing time, et cetera, et cetera. And my dad... God rest his soul. He's been gone now for four and a half years. My dad said to me, he goes, you know, Arnush, I think you can be a little bit stubborn sometimes. I really think that you need to step back, listen to your coach a little bit, and take it in, and maybe not be so stubborn. Now, mind you, I understand. I was 17 or 18 years old at the time, whatever I was, but I immediately snapped at him. And I was like, Dad, what are you talking about? I'm not stubborn. I'm one of the most not stubborn people I know. Looking back on that, <laughs> I, was, I was the definition, the poster child for not being self-aware. Because that, and that's what self-awareness is. I was not self-aware at all because I did not take in how I really act, how I really am. I thought at the time that I was a very not stubborn person that doesn't dig in my heels sometimes that you know, that definitely listens to other people and, oh, I'm so open-minded at all times and I always listen. No. Here I am at 45 and I'll tell you, living life and being self-reflective and being self-aware, I can definitely be stubborn sometimes. Ask my beautiful wife. She will tell you. I can absolutely dig in my heels about something. I can shut down about things. And, And these are not great qualities that I'm proud of. These are not great qualities that I'm like flaunting me like, oh, look at me, I dig in my heels. No, like I'm not necessarily proud of these qualities, but I'm aware of them. I am very self-aware that yes, I can, and my wife loves to use this term to, to describe me sometimes, I can pout if I am not hearing or getting my way or we're not going about things the way I think that we should. Yes, I will pout, I will dig in my heels, I will close off, I will get stubborn. I will get very stubborn. And really now, at the age of 45, I know that I get like that, and I know how to combat it because of being self-aware. Knowing, and and I'm fully aware now of when I do it. I'm fully aware, like, for example, if me and my wife have a conversation and I start to get really stubborn and I go down this road of, digging in my heels, pouting, closing off. I'm very aware of what I'm doing. But what I do now is I tell my wife, I'm like, I just need time. This is who I am. I've accepted this quality about me. And so here is how I'm going to combat it. I'm going to ask you 
for a little bit of time. I don't know if that's five minutes. I don't know if that's 15 minutes. I don't know if it's two hours from now. But I do know that I need some time to cool down from this, to process it through my head, and I will be able to continue the conversation with you. And that is how me and my wife interact about things when we go down this road of something that gets me or us fired up that I'm disagreeing with, and I know that I go down this road of being too stubborn. But luckily, through my self-awareness, I have been able to come up with those strategies to help deal with my stubbornness. When I was back in 17, 18 years old with my dad, <laughs> it was the farthest thing from being self-aware. And we see it. We see it in other people all the time. When people say like, oh, I'm, I'm one of the most, you know, unselfish people in the whole world. And in your mind, you're like, oh, no, there's, there's, there's definitely times you can be selfish. Or you're like, oh, I'm one of the most intelligent people in the world. Or I'm one of the most hardest working people in the world. Or I'm one of the, you know, you hear this from people all the time. And sometimes you're like, well, you're really not that self-aware. Like, do you realize that I know you're, you're thinking your way, you're thinking your way, but there's plenty of time that you're not. And, you know, and, I've, and I understand some people just say those things just to, like, come across as being a certain way. But I think that we all know people that you're like, well, this person is this way, and I don't think that they realize that they are that way. Whatever quality it is that you want to pick, whatever, throw out any quality, that's, that's up to you. But I think we see that all the time. I know that between me and my wife, when we realize that we are a certain way, we like to use this line between us, be like, self-awareness is a great thing. <laughs> like we, we realize like, oh yeah, I can totally be like that. Or, oh yeah, I can totally do that. And yes, that's where self-awareness comes into play. So what is self-awareness? So when you look it up, when you try to find a definition of what is self-awareness, self-awareness is the experience of one's own personality or individuality. It is not now, I want to be clear about this. It is not to be mistaken for consciousness. Why? Because it is the ability to focus on yourself and how your actions, thoughts, or emotions do or do not align with your internal standards. Right? And that's exactly the example I gave you. I did not realize when I was younger that I can be stubborn. Now, I realize that, yes, that is a, a you know, good or bad, which is bad. It's a stubborn, it's a quality of mine. I can be stubborn. Does it align with my internal standards? No, it doesn't. I don't like that I'm that way, but I know that I have that quality within me. What I need to do then, and we're going to talk a lot about this, is that we need to come up with strategies once we find out about our self-awareness. Once we realize like, hey, I am like this, or I am not like this. So that is where we're going to discuss a lot here in a minute. Most people in this world are actually not self-aware. They do not realize that they go about things or act a certain way they do. Why? Because it's about realizing that you don't want to go down the road of being like, oh, I do act this way. Like, again, I'll go back to the example of me being stubborn. That's something that a lot of people don't want to accept about themselves. That's something that people are like, oh, no, I want to be open to change. I, want, I don't want to be stubborn. I want to listen and realize, know, and have everyone know that, oh, yeah, I'm always open to hearing everyone, and I'm not going to think that I know everything. And I'm 
People don't want to go down that road. People don't want to realize that about themselves. But it is true. Like, it is true. Like, for me, I do realize that. That's one of my limitations. I have other limitations. For example, God bless my wife. We are parents. You all know that, right? So there are things that I've realized through parenting with my wife. I know where my limitations are. I am very self-aware of realizing what she is good at and what I'm good at. And I will let her take the lead on those things that I am not so good at. And I have to be self-aware enough to realize that. I cannot fool myself and think that, oh, I'm good at that too. Oh, oh, sure I am. Where really, no, I'm not. I kind of suck at that. And again, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. My wife is very, very, very good at taking a situation in which our kids go through, whatever scenario that is, and really taking time to step back and break it down and process it through with them at a very young age. I will be completely honest with you, and I'm very self-aware of this. I did not think going into being a parent, and as Jada's growing up now, she's now five, that I would be doing this at this young of an age. I thought, oh, well, when they get older and you know, they're in high school and stuff, well, then we'll definitely have these conversations. But at this age, I didn't think I was going to do that. And this comes from me, who loves to break things down and analyze things and blah, blah. But my wife started doing it at a very young age. She tells me, even with Isla, who's only one, she tells me, explain it to her. Work it through with her. And at first, I remember when Jade was that age, I was like, what are you, crazy? Like, what? why would I explain things to a one-year-old? Like, they can't understand me. My wife was totally right. My God bless her. She was totally right. When they act out or when they do things, my wife always told me, don't get upset. Talk it through with them. No matter what their age, talk it through with them. She was totally right. She was way ahead of me on that. She knew how to do that with our kids being young way before I did. And I am fully self-aware of that now. I'm fully, at the time, I wasn't. At the time when Jane was one, I was like, what the heck are you talking about, Michelle? Like, why am I going to break things down and work things through with a one-and-a-half-year-old? She's absolutely right. And you know how I know that she was right? Because I can see the product. I can see Jade. Jade loves to process and analyze things through at the age of five. And I want to attribute that to my wife. I am attributing that to my wife. That's how wonderful she is. That was my limitation. That was my limitation when I was a couple years ago when Jade was younger. Now with Isla, it is totally different. And, but my wife still leads. She still reminds me and tells me, hey, remember to talk it through with her. Remember, I know she's young, but take the time out. We're good through with her. I'm really good at high school age kids. I'm really good at older kids. I can talk to older kids, even adults. I can have conversations with them where we break things down, blah, blah. But for younger kids, that was a limitation of mine. That was a limitation, and it took going through Jade's life over the last few years to become self-aware, to realize, no, Michelle was right. Michelle was right the whole time. You really got to take and break something down for them, whatever situation they're going through, whether they're acting out, whether they're dealing with friends, dealing with something at school, and help them learn. And it is going to pay dividends down the road. God bless her. God bless her. And again, I'm, and I am. I'm proud of myself 
for being self-aware enough to realize what her strengths were, what my limitations were, my weaknesses, but notice what I did. And this is the key. And in both instances, where I told you about me being stubborn and me realizing that for younger kids, I needed to act really the same way that I do with older kids. And that is break it down and really help work things through them at a very young age. I'm proud of myself that I came up with strategies and became self-aware enough to realize that I am like this and that I need to change. Which leads me to the quote that I saw that I thought was the best quote about self-awareness. Self-awareness is the greatest agent for change. I'll say that again. Self-awareness is the greatest agent for change. That is so true. Again, I am the best example of that. I am the poster child for that. Here I am being stubborn and realizing that, hey, I am. So what strategies can I come up with now that I am self-aware enough to realize I am stubborn to deal with this? I am not as good as my wife as breaking things down at a young age. That concept was not really in me. But now, here I am with Isla, and yes, I do break things down with her. As much as my wife? No. She is still better than me at it. Now that Jade's getting older, absolutely. Like I'm getting better about it. I am getting better about it. And maybe at this level, maybe I am on the same page as my wife. But I'll tell you what. I attribute who Jade is right now because Jade is such a thinker. She is such a processor. I attribute it so much of that to my beautiful wife. I really, really do. So when we look at self-awareness, and now that we've gone through what self-awareness is, I've given you some key concrete examples from my life. Where does self-awareness come into play? We talk a lot about leadership. And we are all in leadership roles. All of us whether it be at work because we are leading a group project, whether it be because we are a director, a CEO, an executive, whatever we are, we're leaders. But we're also leaders in our own house. Whether you're a parent, whether you are a teacher, whether you are, we all have leadership roles thrust upon us. Self-awareness is one of the most important Character qualities that you can have to be a great leader. By knowing your limitations and what your weaknesses are, you can then surround yourself with individuals that are a great fit for you. Think about it. If you are working in an organization and you are like, you know, I'm just not very good with technical stuff. That's just not, that's my weakness I will fully admit, I'm not going to sit here and say that I am. I'm not, I'm not going to be unself-aware and be like, oh, sure, I, no, I can handle this tech stuff. I could do this. I, you know, I can create a Google slide really well. Or you could be self-aware and be like, you know what? I'm not as good as other people. There's other people out there that are way better than me. I realize that this is maybe a weakness of mine. Let me hire people or let me surround myself with people that are great tech people. And they will make our organization that much better. Because I am really good at managing people, for example. I am so good at managing people and having those interpersonal skills. I need somebody to do the tech part. They will come in. They'll crush that. 
our organization will be that much better because I know my weaknesses as a leader and I'm going to bring in the people to make us better as a whole. Leadership is so important. It humbles you as a boss. It humbles you as a leader because you know your limitations. Who to surround yourself with? Interpersonal effectiveness. That is another area where self-awareness plays such an important character quality in. By having self-awareness, you know how to interact with people better and you come off as humble. Because instead of coming off as though you may know this and know that and you become, oh, I know everything. I already know about that. You don't need to tell me. Instead, you come across as, oh, I didn't really know about that. Can you tell me more about it? Or, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of knowledge in that area. Can you tell me more? What you are doing then is that you're creating an environment where that person now says, oh, that's great. I get to talk about something that I know a lot about. So you're coming off as humble. And you're realizing where your weaknesses are. And because of that, that other person now really wants to talk to you. They become attracted to the relationship in the sense that, hey, I can have a relationship with this person. We can work together. And it will be great because they are listening to me. They realize that I have some expertise in this area. You build better interpersonal relationships. You do. Absolutely. Just that's why, for example, if there's something at my teaching, there are things that I go to my boss for, and I know that talking to my boss, Paul, I know that, hey, he will definitely have better thoughts, better ideas, better everything about this than I will. And absolutely, that is, that is the case. And it does happen. And there are things I go to my colleagues for. Whether I talk to, talk to my other anatomy teacher, I'm like, oh, he will be great at this. Let's bounce this idea off him. Let's see what happens here. I am building those interpersonal relationships. I'm going to them being like, hey, tell me more. Tell me what you think about this. They will be that much more attractive to be like, yes, let's do this together. Whereas if I come across as, oh, no, we're going to do it this way. This is what I think. They're automatically shut out. They're automatically being like, okay, well, where's my word? No, you're building, you want to build those interpersonal relationships. So how do you become more self-aware? The key is to be more self-reflective. And how do you become more self, self-reflective? Well, you need to work at this. This takes time. This really does. And again, I will go back to the conversations I've had with my students. I do think it's a struggle for people to really take a step back and realize about self-awareness. Because it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. You cannot just sit down tonight and be like, okay, what am I, what, what, what am I not good at? What are things, what are qualities I have that I don't like? What are qualities? It doesn't work like that. You got to live life. You need to live life. You need to experience things. And when you come across a situation where you interact with somebody and then you realize like, hey, the way I handle this is not really the way I would like to handle it. That's when self-awareness comes in. That's when you got to take that moment and you really got to harness it. And you got to say, okay, this is the time I need to be self-reflective. And that, going back to some other podcasts I've done, is where you need time to yourself, where you go for a walk, where you have that time to self-meditate, that time to self-reflect and say to yourself, I really handle that situation, that situation really bad. How could I handle that better next time? Maybe this is just a quality of mine. Maybe 
I'm not doing this well, this or this. And I can improve on that. My biggest thing is write it down. Write it down because then when you write something down, it becomes more concrete. You can then look at it, realize it, and then problem solve on paper how you can become better. And remember, and we're going to do a whole podcast on change. But remember, going back to the quote, going back to quote, self-awareness is the greatest agent for change. Change takes time. And change is a step-by-step process. But the first step in change is self-awareness, is to realize that there's something about you that you want to change. And that is the definition of self-awareness. And so this is going to take time. One of the other things to do, and this is the hardest one, and this is why I left this for the last thing we're going to talk about today, is to ask others. To ask others. <laughs> That's hard. That is so hard. And so first off, I want to say, you need to go to the right people. You need to go to people that are going to be blunt with you. They're not going to sugarcoat things. They're going to be honest with you. Really, really, really close friends, like your best friends in the whole world, which I have. God bless people like Rich in my life, et cetera. Reagan, Ryan, I could go down this whole list. They blatantly tell me, or your spouse, right? For me, I know my wife will not hold back. And it's hard. I mean, it is really, really difficult to listen to other people tell you what you do not do well or what you could improve on. That is really difficult to do. And I know that we talk about that. You've probably talked about other situations. But when we're talking about self-awareness, it is really, really, really difficult to hear, oh, hey, you, you know, when this happens, you act like this. And I don't know if that's the best quality. Or you know what? Maybe this is something you want to improve on. God bless my wife. She's brutally honest with me. She's my wife. She's not going anywhere. I love her to death. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. But I know that she says those things because she wants me to get better. I know, and it's hard, and I will be honest with you, there's times where I've gotten really upset. I've been like, I can't believe that you're saying that about me. I can't be-. And I've had to sit back and take that time to reflect and be like, is she right or is she not? And there are some things that she's absolutely right about, and there's some things that I will question, be like, well, this is why I act like that. But that's good for me to do too, because that gives me time to self-reflect and be like, hey, am I doing that or am I not doing that? So absolutely. So these are all situations in which we can improve. But again, it's about asking the right people and getting that feedback, which is one of the hardest things to do. So in conclusion, self-awareness is definitely something that is hard to work on, but so worth it because it is going to make you a better person because you are going to realize what your weaknesses are and then you're going to come up with strategies on how to make them better. And those strategies are up to you in the end. And I know you can do it. I know that you can come up with those strategies where if you know something is not perfect in you, hey, work on it, get better. Great episode. Here we go. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of True You Character Building. As always, if you'd like for me to come out to do a presentation, a workshop, 
I would be happy to come out and do that for you. You can always check us out on our website, www.chuyucharacterbuilding.com. And you can check us out on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we have a Facebook group, Chuyu Character Building. As always, we're crushing it. So are you. Thank you so much.